Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name's Keen, and I'm a couturier, one might say. My name is Troy, and I own 51% of this podcast. Just kidding. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Sissy That Pod, your favorite RuPaul's Reaction podcast. Troy and I are here to get into episode three of season 16. Let's go. I'm very excited. Troy, we, we I was off gallivanting on DragCon last week. The, the listeners have all heard about that. In the meantime, how did you find episode two, the second crop of queens? I thought episode two was really good. Like I, by this point, it takes me a little bit to like warm up to people. But I'm, like, mm-hmm. in it. Like, I'm, like, very, very much in it. And I thought episode two was good. It made me look forward to episode three. I'm into the, like, ca- voting casting thing now. Like, I'm, like, okay with it. I think when we talked the first episode, I was, like, not settled into that. The, like, s- the circle of it all. But now I kind of like it. I think it's fun. Well, we got the results of the first two episodes, r- r- voting results, um, which I'll share now. We can kind of talk through them. So, Episode one, Safira and Q were the top as we as we guessed. Third place was Dawn. Fourth place, Mirage. Morphine Love Dion was fifth. She was pressed about that. And then Tsunami Muse and a mandatory meeting were the bottom two. I don't think that was actually very far off what we thought. I think maybe we would have not put a mandatory meeting in the bottom two. Other than that, I think we were kind of Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, it felt like that the I guess the thing that was like nerve wracking to me was like like, I don't want to watch a show where it's, like, completely off every week because they're just being petty and mean and it doesn't make any sense. But it actually is, it seems like it's making sense or maybe the producers are, like, in their ear or something. Yeah, 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 it's hard to know. Um, whereas episode two, we know Plain Jane and, and Geneva Carr were the top two. Nymphia Wind was third, Plasma fourth, Mia Eman LePage was fifth. She was also pissed about that. And then Hershey and Megami were the bottom two. How did you feel about that? The bottom two I actually also kind of agreed with. What did you think? Um, I I definitely agreed with Megami from last week. I uh, but my my top two were Nymphia Wind and Plasma, to be honest. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. Do you like a villain? Like, will you be living for Plain Jane's villain era? Okay, so this is the thing. I love a villain, but I like a natural. I don't like somebody who's like, I'm gonna come in and be the villain, unless you're Gia Gunn. Like, it just <laughs> never. 
like translates yeah. you know what i mean especially in like modern day drag race where this is the shadiest season we've had in a very long time it's been a long mm-hmm. time since we've had like actual shade because they've been really really like softening the edges so i guess we need a villain but i'm just like you don't have to try so hard to be a villain if you really are a bitch yeah the thing for me is if you're going to be a villain you need to have the goods to back it up like you can be here reading everyone's outfit and then yours isn't that much better yeah again Gia Gun. Gia, Gia, Gia always pulls it out and looks incredible. So you can't even hate on her. Yeah, you, you can't come back for her. So we see that shade from Plain Jane. When the queens meet, Plain kind of comes for Amanda straight out the bat. Mia and Morphine kind of. I guess this was more shade, like, because it was more kind of subtle that they were like, yeah, we know each other. Yeah. Uh, it's revealed that Morphine and Plain Jane are. Uh, drag siblings of some sort and then plasma comes for Sephira's singing voice so i mean there's some pretty there's some big balls there in, in the head-to-head this week the shade feels like old school drag race i think we're going to see a clip or it's, we're going to see the repercussions of it next week um but in untouched plane jane comes for amanda again and just kind of sits down beside her and goes i just want to let you know that you haven't impressed me with any of your looks yet <laughs> I just want you to know that I think you're ugly. Yeah. Just want you to know. <laughs> just want you. And they're all like, what are you, I don't know, why are you telling me, I'm not here to impress you. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out for playing Jane. Um, because I will get into this week's challenge, but I don't think she was in any position to be reading Queens this week. I think she was lucky to be safe. You know, she's also not funny. There's that. Like, if you're gonna be an asshole, you better be funny. Like, when Alyssa Edwards is an asshole, she's funny. Like, if you're not quick and, like, able to come up with reads off the top of your head and, like, really genuinely funny. But some queens just think being a drag queen makes you funny. I also think Plain Jane has, like, cute boy ego. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That... (laughs) He's like, oh, I can read them because they'll probably fancy me, which doesn't necessarily translate in drag then because there's a lot more kind of like sexier drag queens. It's kind of interesting. We get a bit more clarity on the immunity um, situation here at the start. The queens gather around the table. There's two boxes. They open them up and there's potions of immunity in there. I'm really glad that the props department got some something good to create this this season i can imagine they were like sitting at their desk going oh i'm excited to know what we're going to make for all stars seven and they're like oh we want you to make a platinum plunger and they're like really (laughs) really have you ever seen death becomes her yes yeah yeah yeah. there was lots of references to that (laughs) at the it's like that's probably in my top like if i was like on death row and they were like last meal last movie Death Becomes Her would maybe be a choice. Like, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Because they were mentioning Isabella Rossellini and everything in that segment. So is that potion what the potion looks like? Is there? Okay, so it's a direct reference. Ah, okay. I got the the reference of the Greens. I didn't know the potion looks exactly the same. Okay, that's interesting. That's fun. Yeah, I love it. it's, It's so niche. I love like a niche inside jokey kind of like queer thing like that that just isn't fully explained. 
big time. You know? big time. That's queer culture, basically, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so it says that they seem to have to drink it before the results are revealed, which makes sense. Mm. Uh, but the uh, potions are going to expire, which I guess also makes sense. But how long do you, how long do you predict they're going to last? Like, I think how long do you think would be fair? I don't know. I was thinking about that because I feel like they they base it on like how successful the um the gag is. Like, are yeah. fans responding to this or like not responding, but like, is this working? So yeah. it's going to depend on how entertaining it is. Because if it sucks, then they'll just pretend that it never happened. You know. So I imagine they, they don't want they don't want a situation where like there's five queens left and they've all got like loads of potions and they can all drink one and stop themselves going home. So I guess it'll only last like three or four weeks. That's what I'm guessing. It it, it wouldn't be able to last very long, but it's fun. It's like it's it better fun. than the golden plunger. It, and it's interesting that they can give it to somebody else and save them if they need to as well, which does add an extra element of, you know, politics within within the work room. Yeah. So this week is a ball. Are you a fan of the ball challenge? I, I live for it. Yeah, me too. I love the balls. I live for it. This is the mother of all balls. The three categories were Mother Goose, so they had to dress up as a nursery rhyme character, <laughs> which I'll have a question on in a minute. Uh, a significant mother where they dress up as a famous mother I guess and then call me mother father eleganza where they have to make eleganza couture from menswear fashion which I think is a really fun sewing challenge yeah. um, the nursery rhyme element of it all how many of these nursery rhymes had you heard of because I was I hadn't heard any of them or a lot of them and I was like thank god I have an American on the podcast to uh, to explain them to me and then I kind of researched some of them and then I was like I don't think any of these are American either I, I, I don't know where they're from I don't know where they derive, but some of them I was like, I have never in my life heard this phrase, this term, these words strung together. Um, yeah, yeah, some of them, we're going to go through them, I guess. But yeah, some of them I'm like, what? <laughs> Cushy cow, I was disappointed he wasn't getting high. <laughs> when you sent me your notes and the first thing I read was Cushy cow, I, I literally like clutched my own pearls. we've got 42 looks to get through so we'll just dive in um we'll we'll go through them queen by queen so do you want to take it away with geneva carr so geneva carr her first she her first look is miss muffet and it's this very sort of like um like quilted it looks like bedding it almost looks like 90s like very like like pink soft satin bedding um i don't know it's a little she's being kind of swallowed up by it like it's like kind of a lot of look which is crazy because she's like a lot of girl like she's a thick girl you know what i mean but this look even still is like eating her alive like you can barely even see her face i didn't i don't love it but i understand the vibe because miss muffet like the first one of the nursery rhymes I knew of, yeah. sitting on her tuffet, eating her curds away. There, there was, there's a spider on the dress, which you don't even get to see in, in that much mm. definition. Yeah, it it just it, for me it didn't really resonate, but I understood the idea because Miss Muffet, you think of like the tuffet or whatever that she's sitting on. Tuffet is that the word? 
That's the word. What does it mean? I don't know. I would have liked her to bring out a little stool and just like, just camply sit on the stool and mime eating porridge. Yeah, I know. Because I, I will tell you this. I'm going to say this a lot while we're doing this together. I love a prop. Okay. I'm a prop queen. I, I feel like props are necessary. I would have loved a porridge moment. Yeah. <laughs> porridge moment. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I can try next one so okay. next one is her doing uh, Salma Hayek at the premiere of Magic Mike it is a kind of a sheer netted dress that has these sort of pink floral moments down to red and it's rhinestone kind of gemmed rhinestone all the way up with a kind of sparkling diamond necklace and a black updo um, and big hooped earrings I, would, I didn't get Salma Hayek really until I saw the dress that she was referencing to be honest one of my biggest Drag Race pet peeves is when the queens reference one of their favorite people and they're like, she wore this to the Avengers premiere. Who gives a fuck? Like, who would ever know that Selma Hayek wore that to the Magic Mike premiere? Like, Selma Hayek is an icon. You could pick some sort of iconic, something that we know her for, not her Magic Mike look. What? A lot of them end up being red carpets for copyright reasons, unfortunately. Oh, is that why they do that? Yeah, but I don't know how someone gets away with doing the telephone video later on. So I don't know. But apparently that's why a lot of them are right. Because there was there, there was a night of a thousand Beyonce's recently and they were all just like red carpet moments. And then Beyonce has iconic red carpet moments. But like, that's kind of why a lot of them end up being not the looks you want. Okay, that actually puts me at ease. Because I'm like, what the hell? Like, I don't understand. Do you want to talk to Geneva's uh, look that she made herself? Okay, so the look that she made herself, do you remember what she said it was inspired by? No. <laughs> it's, it's something. It, it It's kind of like this futuristic, like, flight attendant vibe. It There's, like, a scorp moment happening. Um, it looks like it's supposed to be futuristic. It's also, a, it, like, it reminds me of something that you would see in, like, Fifth Element, but, like, not well done not put together well um she mentions uh military lapels that's what i have in my notes i get that the military lapel she has these lapels on it that are like clearly from like a blazer that part of it's actually really cool i like the sleeve the idea of it is really cool um there's some fit issues it just doesn't cover her ass whatsoever (laughs) (laughs) i mean i wasn't mad at this like, you know, I can clearly see that it's made from something, but it references the garments it's making. I kind of like the idea of making the kind of, like, to me, it's like an old man blazer into trying to make it into kind of like a, a dress. I don't know if it's eleganza. It, does, like you said, doesn't fit that well, but like, it's safe. To be honest, I kind of feel what put her in the bottom was more like the combination of the three looks, whereas yeah. I think a lot of them had like, good, good, okay, whereas hers were kind of, okay, okay, okay. I agree with that. It was just like none of them were stunning. And also, I don't remember if anybody ma- mentioned it, but the makeup, especially in the second Selma Haya look, is so muddy and it looks like she rubbed her face. Like she just like put makeup on her hand and rubbed it all over her face. It's really not great. Okay, next up then is Dawn, one of our favorites. Um, so she is 
giving cushy cow uh before we get in so i've actually looked up these um nursery rhymes because i hadn't heard of them um so let me give you a reading of cushy cow and then troy can talk to the costumes so cushy cow comes from the 19 uh, 1833 and it goes like this Cushy cow bonnie, let down your milk, and I will give you a gown of silk. A gown of silk and a silver tree, if you'll let me, if you'll let down your milk to me, right? And then what I really loved about this was then there was another version that appeared 60 years later, and it's the same thing, it just has two extra lines that genuinely sound like they should be on a RuPaul Drag Race Snatch the Crown line. So it's like, if you let down your milk to me, if you love me, pop and fly, if you hate me, lie and die. Like, honestly... Yeah. That is a Rue Girl song. 1897 was a good year for nursery rhymes. Yeah. If you love me, pop and fly. If you hate me, lie and die. Honestly, someone needs to make that into a Snatch the Crown song. It's like Cushy Cow Bonnie. Guess who back in the house? Yeah. <laughs> okay, talk me through Dawn's three looks. Okay, so the first look is this sort of like it, it is giving cushy cow, I believe. Right? And, her silk, and her silk gown, yeah. It's a silk gown. It's very, like, sort of drapey Stevie Nicks. Um, it's got, like, a billowy sleeve. And it's very, like, flowy. It catches the air, like, when she walks. It, I think it's really pretty. And she has hooves on her feet and, um, like, big, huge prosthetic ears. She's got a big, like, kind of, like, mane wig. It's real. I like this look a lot. It's very, like... Cushy cow meets like Stevie Nicks, witchy cushy cow. I mean, I like that she keeps saying cushy cow as if anybody knows what we're talking about. It's cushy cow meets Stevie Nicks, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I like. What did you think of it? What did you think of this look? I really liked it. Um, like, obviously, I didn't know the reference. I totally see the Stevie Nicks, especially with the kind of backcombed hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a nice sort of further exploration of her drag nymph look to kind of take it into whatever but cushy cow it's like florence and the machine yeah very that. yeah it's very like um coachella cushy cow <laughs> yeah <laughs> cushy coachella there we go. Yeah. okay next up uh so next up is her audrey hepburn look which i loved so it was very like the thing that i love about dawn is that she makes every look her own but she still follows through with the theme. Um, so her Audrey Hepburn look is like classic in the sense that you can definitely tell it's Audrey Hepburn inspired. She's got the classic like black dress. She's got this really dramatic long like chiffon scarf on the side and like this like sort of like 60s, like, I don't know, it looks like a, a toothpaste cap hat, but it's actually really cool. Is it a pillbox hat? Yes, I think it would be definitely considered a pillbox hat. But the thing that makes it dawn is that she has these cutouts on the hip that makes it really mop. So it's an Audrey Hepburn dress, but like slutty. And it's really, really cool. Yeah, I really like this. The only thing that kind of threw me off was that pillbox hat because I feel it's in the perfect dimensions of a marshmallow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> which kind of threw me but other than that like it's giving is you know that's breakfast at tiffany's yeah uh and the cigarette and everything and the kind of the pearl bracelets and stuff like that yeah this was this exactly hit the audrey hepburn look here but then the makeup is still done so it's exactly yeah she's so good <clears throat> and then, then the look yeah oh, on, she made herself 
the look that she made herself is really cool. Like it's it's giving Fifth Harmony work video, but like make it drag. Home. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> like the boots, it's so good. It's like a const- what it, what was her idea again? I don't know if they. I can't quite remember, but I know it, it was she wanted the cape and it made from all these sort of like raincoat yeah material because there's all these like zips and patches but they they don't feel like entirely random like they feel like really purposeful and the the leggings were made from was it like workers jackets it i, yes. I really like this i thought this was absolutely robbed in the top three to be honest i agree especially looking at it now like still there's so many details like she made her own kind of like slutty overalls and I like that she also included another like hat that it looks like she made from like the same material as the boots. It's just cool. Yeah, definitely. Work from home by Fifth Harmony is the perfect reference for this. <laughs> yeah. She's like lightly tapping a hammer on like a tire. Yeah. <laughs> as someone who works in construction, I like to watch the video and count the health and safety infringements on that video. <laughs> Don would be Don would be in there. Um <laughs> but yeah, I thought this was great. I thought there were three looks. I think, you know, with the makeup t- makes it all consistent, but there it's like ephemeral, classic Hollywood and then like kind of streetwear. Like all the like three of the main sort of areas you're looking for in fashion and she hit them all. Yeah, she killed it. 100%. Okay, our girl Hershey Lecurgite is up next. Uh she represents Bernie B uh, in the nursery rhyme. This makes me think that they were given like a mother goose nursery book that they could flick through and they just chose words. Because when I looked up Bernie B, it, it's a British nursery rhyme about a Bernie B, which in ye olde England was actually a ladybird. So the fact that she's dressed up as a bee is her totally missing the mark. Um, the nursery rhyme goes, Bernie B, Bernie me, tell me when your wedding be. If it be tomorrow day, take your wings and fly away. Cool. Uh, the look is like a peplum, white and black striped latex look with a kind of canary yellow. Uh, it's a kind of like a stole, but I guess it's kind of more of a scarf around her neck with these black and white feather dusters hanging off it. This was the best of the three, I thought. This is definitely the best of the three. This was cool. It's and I, I like the like the feather duster moment. It's just cool. Like it's fun to look at, and I think it's well made. Yeah, I think so. Unlike the Mother Nature look, which I think, to be honest, I did like it as well. Um, it didn't fit as well. Fit as well. This kind of blue latex with the print of the globe on it. I was wondering, like each of the sort of um contents are in this kind of like yellowy orange color and i wonder was that like a global warming moment but she's sort of embossed it with these crafty lime green yellow leaves over like her bra area and that kind of ruins it for me yeah i i remember her making a reference to like the world is on fire or something like it I don't know if it's like some sort of global warming moment or something like that, but it didn't, for me, this like did not, it's just like a cute dress that like, it looks like somebody stuck these hand cut out leaves on at the top. Like it, the little, those little things at the top really ruined the moment. 
for me. Mm. Yeah, I think so for me too. And then <laughs> the look she made herself. She, first of all, she's just wearing jeans. Um, <laughs> then she's managed to make herself this kind of like tropical top with these kind of poofed mint green sleeves. And then the shoes are tangerine. And we all know of that classic combination of mint green and tangerine. It's a classic <laughs> fashion combo. It's a fashion food combo. <laughs> it is truly, it like defines pedestrian. Like it is the most, I'm at the mall and I need to grab a couple things. Look, I've, maybe ever seen on Drag Race. Like, she looks like a woman picking up her kids from school after. I mean, it does feel like she was wearing Skechers yeah. going into the office and she's left them under the desk and she's put on her heels yeah. that she keeps there, but they don't really match the outfit. Because <laughs> she just keeps the same heels at work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is so... It's so... It's actually, like, hilarious. Like, it's actually, it's one of those looks, the more you look at it, it's just funny that she was, I was going to put pants on. Like, okay. <laughs> and Michelle is like, you didn't make those. And she's like, no, but I did line the inside of the pockets. And Michelle's like, not good enough. Not good enough. Michelle, the most condescending response, she goes, all right, so you lined your little pockets with a little uh, fabric. Okay. <laughs> That's the missing fourth verse from uh, I, that won't impress me much. Like, okay, yeah. so you've lined your pockets. That don't impress me much. <laughs> so you were given a floral print. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you put on tangerine heels. Oh, that is so funny. It's so <laughs> Honestly, it's so bad that it should have won. It's like... Yeah, it should have won. I mean, the gold is it the golden boot that they give out at the end of the year? Yeah. I mean, Hershey, <laughs> dust off that shelf, baby. That is coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to Mirage. Um, do you want to describe these? She was Baba Black Sheep, so I don't need to give you any uh, backup of the nursery rhyme. Everyone knows Baba Black Sheep. Yes. So Mirage's first look is this sort of like, she's got these big thick like furry boots on which are actually really cool they're like um like bigfoot boots they're really really cool i like them and then the whole look from top to bottom is the same fabric so the skirt she's like this tiny little mini skirt that's also like furry and it's fur right it's like um glittery fur it looks like in the photo yeah yeah it is yeah what do you think the ears oh my god i just realized that the ears are not a part of the background they're actually their ears Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Big glittery giant ears. Everybody was giving ears this this week. Lots of ears. <laughs> I I can't picture what a sheep's ears looked like, but they look too big. They're huge. I thought that they were literally the squares in the background of the runway. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They were part of the stage. <laughs> um. I like this though. I I mean it's. <clears throat> this whole episode she is the you know example of relying on the body yeah but like beyond that she looks good her first look is very like pop star on tour to me mm-hmm. yeah. It, yeah, it's, yeah it's it's like it's not like reinventing the wheel it's a silhouette that we've seen a million she's wearing a crop top with a mini skirt and some boots but it's really like 
I don't I really like I think that I like the fabric. I think I like that furry fabric of it. It looks like glittery fur, which is cool. And I also like the idea of Baba Black Sheep being a video vixen going shopping. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Also mentioned she's got like um shopping bags that are also black and like she's wearing gloves and I don't know. I just like the whole look. It's cute. Yeah. I think I think specifically she has three bags full um, yes. of shopping. <laughs> um the next look is a sheer bodysuit the whole way down. Like you said, truly the definition of relying on that body. Like she's just mm-hmm. naked yeah. wearing a bodysuit that has like uh these like black sort of like squiggly designs covering her bits. Um I was not the biggest fan of this look because I felt like the her padding is needs work. I think that she's also one of those queens that will watch the show and be like, oh. My padding is like bad, and then she'll fix it. Mm. So she was—I don't know how good your Spanish is—but La Llorona and is apparently a vengeful ghost in Latin American folklore, which roams near bodies of water, mourning her children, whom she drowned in a jealous rage after discovering her husband was cheating on her. I mean, who can relate? Mm. Um, but I don't know if I—I I didn't learn that from the look. Yeah, no, doesn't embody that. It doesn't embody literally any of that. She did make herself look kind of dead. So her makeup is like, I mean, I guess, but aside from that, it's a bodysuit. I mean, she, this, this woman doesn't look like she's mourning for her kids. I think she's looking for a new daddy. It's not even dark. I mean, that's such a dark, that's such dark folklore. And the look is itself isn't even like, it doesn't feel dark at all. No, 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 no. Um, okay. So I, I want to ask you about the third look, if you liked it or not. Okay. Um okay, so it's it's giving post apocalyptic <laughs> LaShawn Beyond. Yeah, it is. But I I like it and I think it's because it's it's kind of like a nod to Survivor Destiny's Child. But like in in as a design challenge, as a sewing challenge, I can totally appreciate that this is not good sewing or design. Okay, I that's the best way to describe it. It's not great sewing, but it ended up. It's one of those things where it's like she. It's almost like a TikTok look. Like it looks like some TikTok who's like, I'm gonna deconstruct this knit fabric and turn it into like a look. And it just so happened to kind of work out. I like it. It is very post-apocalyptic. And it, I don't know, it's just like distressed knitwear. You know, there's no, I don't think there's any sewing involved whatsoever. She literally just cut up some sweaters or something, but it's cool. I think, I think it's a testament to, although she may not know how to sew or knit, I think she does know how to proportion herself. Mm -hmm. And that's how, and then she just really sold it on the runway. Yes. I think that's how she got away with it. I think that's a great way to describe it. Let's move on to Megami. Um, So Megami is the one I mentioned earlier on who did Lady Gaga look. Uh, So the first one was Little Bo Peep. It was kind of like couture Bo Peep. It was kind of like a kind of ring skirt Bo Peep that's kind of riding up. I don't know if that was intentional with some fishnet tights, some polka dot panties and a cane she's looking a bit um shook <laughs> she's not a happy boat peep uh, she's definitely frazzled that her sheep are lost she's not serving like little boat peep cunt like from toy story as one does little boat peep yeah 
as one does. So then this is Lady Gaga from the telephone video. Um, in like quite a like it's I kind of watched it again. It's when Beyonce's in the diner. It kind of she picks up the phone to Gaga, and there's kind of only a kind of a brief scene with Gaga dressed in this like transparent plastic dress with an apron on it in the video she has this kind of like a blue geometric phone hat thing on and a, and a, and a yellow canary wig i don't think megami did a very good job of translating that look into this i think the kind of apron like kind of like tarpaulin thing kind of just looks like a bow then the, i don't know i don't think it worked very well and the look she made herself is a denim skirt which is kind of like mermaid tailed out with a kind of in a kind of maroon material she's got a worker belt on she's got an orange like top with these kind of like leather belt straps going across with an x and then this kind of like dark leather crop jacket uh with an updo and a kind of a bandana around her head <sighs> i didn't love any of these they're not great. The first one is giving like if Little Bo Peep did like a Broadway production where it's like it's Little Bo Peep, but we've made it modern. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, and, and and she's the villain or something like that. Yeah. Like I do like uh, like a couture version of Bo Peep is a fun idea, but I don't know if this is as realized as it could be. Yeah. And then I 100% agree with you about the second look. It's just not it's not executed well. Like none of it is really executed well and then instead of doing the telephone headpiece which is like kind of the main part of the part she just like didn't do that really like there is a hair telephone on her head but it's the wrong color and it's not the look it's just not the look like it's not the look so it doesn't it's, it's not it's the look. not the look it's not the look uh, and the third one is just it's just ugly like it's just like an ugly silhouette it doesn't like the billowing skirt it, it none of it like who who is that woman what is <gasps> she doing she's overseeing a construction site but like she's a cunt yeah <laughs> but not in the way of fifth harmony she's <laughs> she's she's like I don't know, she's dipping her, her hand into the cash register and swatting away. Yeah. Cooking the books. Cook, cooking the books, that's it. Um, after this episode, I don't think we've got many episodes left with Megami. We didn't get much time with her and I don't think she impressed, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, I agree. Do you want to take us to a mandatory meeting? Okay, yeah, so a mandatory meeting. Her first look... Um, <laughs> is it literally called Little Pussy? That's what it's called. <laughs> I'll give you the nursery rhyme. Okay. Honestly, this is what it told me online. I love little pussy. Her coat is so warm. And if I don't hurt her, she'll do me no harm. So I'll not pull her tail nor drive her away. But pussy and I very gently will play. Okay. That's my housewife's tagline, by the way. (laughs) The whole thing. The whole thing. Um, This first look is... It's very little pussy. Um, She's wearing this like tiny little baby doll, like, like um, whatever happened to baby Jane. Yeah. Dolly dress. It's like a whole dolly. She went full doll with it for whatever reason. She interpreted little puss as dolly baby girl. So it's like this doll look, but then she's wearing like um, this fur of dead kittens. (laughs) It's so dark sided. 
It's like this big shawl of dead cats. Um, and then her next look, who was she inspired by? Uh, Michelle Visage. Oh, hello. Michelle, yes. So she did a, a Michelle Visage thing, which I thought was very yeah. clever. Funny. I liked this. You know, it was like silly. Um, and then her, the look that she made is, oh, I forgot to describe it. Sorry, I'm a mess. Okay, so her Michelle Visage look, she had a wig reveal. She pulled off the wig to reveal Michelle's now iconic skunk streak in her hair. And she's wearing two looks that Michelle, like a, uh, like a body, or not a bodysuit, but like a, maybe I'm terrible at describing looks too. No, no, like bell, bell bottom, bell bottoms with like a kind of golden. Like, like a sash. Yeah. You know, very 70s kind of like disco inspired moment. Um, And then she ripped that off to reveal another look, right? There was Sorry, two... the, the, the one we described there was what she revealed into. I, I, I couldn't get the one before, but it was kind of more 80s. And I think this is supposed to be like a seduction reference. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This was the look. Um, I don't really even know how to describe the look that she made. It's like she made like a a pencil skirt with like a this frilly bottom. It looks like she just sewed some fabric onto the bottom of the skirt. I believe it's a two piece, or it has like a peekaboo at the belly, and there's a cape or something that she's throwing. It's hideous. Yeah, I think it's made out of handkerchiefs. Uh, and that's what she made the frill out of, I think. I didn't hate this. <laughs> but it's, again, it's more like I didn't hate it because I, I could see what it was originally and how she's constructed it. But I don't think it works. I don't think it's like very aesthetically pleasing. I think that we need to have a conversation about her makeup. Okay, <laughs> My eyes are widening. And this is like her thinking that she's now killing it. Like she's like, oh, I had that bad week with the makeup. Cause she says during the runway, yeah, I just want them to get into how beautiful and like seductive my makeup is. Girl. Girl. <laughs> it's, it's like it's really she I know I'm gonna keep saying this, but she also is somebody that I think needs to see herself on TV. Yeah. She needs to like see what we see. With her makeup, the 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 little pussy look is the worst. I, also, I love that you said she's giving very little pussy, which I think we can. I think we could just use as a general comment for everybody. You know, she's yeah. giving a little pussy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's but do, do you know what, Amanda Joy meeting really reminds me of Heidi in Closet. This like mm. warm, charismatic, good performing queen who is still very rough around the edges in terms of their aesthetic. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm instantly on her side whenever anyone comes for her because I'm like, leave her alone. She's really warm. But like, she still has a good bit of the journey to go in terms of the aesthetic. That's such a great comparison because she is so sweet. And it's funny because out of makeup, like out of drag, she's like stunning. Her smile is so... Rue even says it to her this week. Like, you're so much prettier out of makeup. (laughs) She is. She's so much prettier without makeup on. Like, just so beautiful. And then she puts on makeup and it's like, damn. Like, she hardens her own face. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to Morphine Love Dion. They dressed up as a man and a maid nursery rhyme, which goes like this. There was a little man who wooed a little maid and he said, little maid, will you wed, wed, wed? I have little more to say, so will you, yay or nay, for least said as soon as men did, did, did. The little maid replied, should I be your little bride? Pray what must have 
say, pray, what must we have for eat, eat, eat? Will the flame that you're so rich in light a fire in the kitchen or the little god of love turn the spit, spit, spit? Honestly, what sort of whack... People are worried about showing drag queens to kids. These, these, what are these wild <laughs> series of words? You can't tell me that RuPaul didn't write for you said <laughs> is, is mended dead dead. RuPaul wrote that. I'm sorry. This is made up. Of RuPaul is RuPaul Mother Goose? Is, is that <laughs> <laughs> Mother of the Goose? Mother of the House of Goose? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so uh, for the man in the maid look um, cute, or sorry Morphine Love Dion is in a latex French maid costume which I think is looks very good then as her uh, mother looks she does Chris Jenner and I heard uh, BB and Trixie on the pit stop say why did she have to get a breast out it kind of ruins the look with the breast out and I think that's actually a really strong point and then the third look is basically like a denim witches of Eastwick look she's given herself a denim witch hat that she said she doesn't really know why and then this kind of like denim bodice uh, with kind of just like hoops around the arms I think it's kind of impressive you know it's kind of I can see what she was going for it's kind of the wrong shape kind of impressive that she made it out of denim if she can so but overall very safe yeah very safe the first so the 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 man and the maid look is giving very like bdsm maid <laughs> it's like ryan murphy's version of like a housemaid um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's really cool i like it i did not like the chris jenner look at all i just thought it was very like it's lazy it's very like 2014 chris jenner like it's like if you told somebody to dress up as Chris Jenner for Halloween, this is what they would do. And I don't understand why the tit is out either. Like that is not Chris Jenner at all. Mm. I just thought it was lazy. It's like, oh, Chris Jenner, a short wig and a black suit and a phone. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Okay, that is seven of the queens. We have seven more to go after this break. Fireside is the Irish storytelling podcast. Every week you'll hear tales of mythic Irish gods, Arthurian knights, or Norse Vikings. There is folklore from Ireland and around the world, and even historical legends like Brian Baru and Gráinne Whale. Whether from poetry or prose, lyric or legend, if there is a good story at the heart of it, you'll find it here. I'm Kevin C. Olahan. I'm your host and fireside bard. With over 150 episodes and rising, there has never been a better time to join us by the fireside. Next up is Maya Iman Page, who gives us a nursery rhyme, or look inspired by the nursery rhyme, Mary's Canary, another one that's new to me. Mary had a pretty bird, feathers bright and yellow, slender legs upon my word, he was a pretty fellow. The sweetest note he always sung, which might delight, which much delighted Mary. She often, where the cage was hung, sat hearing her canary. Um, the look <laughs> is a yellow classic pageant gown with a lot of kind of like mustard coloured plumage, so much so that she could barely see over the top of it. Uh, which I think is a fundamental flaw with it. Then in her significant mother, she gave us little Kim, a mother of hip hop. In do you remember? Do you remember where the reference was from? This look. 
Um, yeah, it's a music video reference, and it's famous for like she wore this in like seven different colors in the same music video. So it's the same look, but it was red, yellow. Like it was really cool. I definitely missed. I definitely don't know that much about Little Kim. The judges seem to say that it was a mix between Little Kim and Missy Elliott. I don't know how you interpreted that. I don't know Little Kim enough to say that, but I. It could be somewhat problematic if we're just confusing black female rappers for no reason. I think they, I, when I heard it, I felt like they were saying like her energy was Missy. Okay. Was Lil Kim. It was like if Missy put on a Lil Kim outfit. Okay. All right. Okay. See, so there, there was some merit yeah. to it. Okay. Fair enough. And then the look she made herself was a series of plaid um, patterns. So there was a kind of white with blue and red striped um, kind of crop top with a brown belt with gold buckles that kind of came down to above the knee with knee-high black leather boots. But then there was a kind of like halter neck, yellow and black plaid shirt, long sleeves with kind of blonde hair. Was it braided? With a paper clip through the nose. For someone who can't sew, I think she did a really good job. And like, you can clearly tell that she was going for like a Vivian Westwood kind of thing, which I thought was really, well, it's very like you know she was doing like a fashion punk moment it's like met gala punk like i thought she did a great job she has a safety pin nose ring and she was like really in character the whole time down the the way like the first look is i think horrendous with the feathers but the other two were executed well and the the little kim one actually looks i'm gonna send you a have you i'm gonna send you a picture of this I saw the picture I saw the picture on, on the show I just wasn't sure where it came from she looks just like her I'm sorry I'm like what they went yeah. so hard on her yeah I, I, I agree I think she was undermarked this week yeah. Um, and I felt sorry I felt bad Um, next up then is Q who was the man on the moon now I mean I've heard I mean I've heard mention of the man on the moon I didn't know he had his own nursery rhyme uh, the man in the moon came down too soon to inquire his way to Norwich he went by the south and burnt his mouth with eating cold peas porridge again more porridge porridge <laughs> <laughs> was major in the 1800s we love we were big big porridge <laughs> energy these are great books do you want to talk us through them okay so the first one is very like ornate kind of like balmain like it looks she looks like um like a a toy that you would like sit on like like a like a precious moments toy or something like an expensive doll she's got this really really like structured dress that like billows out and it's all it looks like it's all hand beaded and very ornate um and then she has this big huge moon headpiece that's like bedazzled and rhinestones and sequin it's it's beautiful and then the next look, she was, uh, who was her? Oh, hello, Judy. Judy Garland. Yeah. So she wore one of Judy Garland's most famous looks, her poppy dress. And the execution of this dress was so insane. She just looks so good. Uh, and then the look that she made herself was this sort of like, it's giving pop star. It's giving like, again, Broadway. It's like wicked vibes. Um, but it's a tall boot, a scrunched boot, and it's a corset and this like bandeau top, but it's got like billows off of it. She loves like a structural corset. 
Yeah, this real structured collar kind of thing that she has going yeah, on. Yeah, like big, huge collar that like comes up behind her head. And it looks like there might be a headpiece. Mm, yeah, I think there was, yeah. Kind of like a fascinator or something. Absolutely killed it. The The Judy Garland dress was just like blew my mind. Best thing of the night, in my opinion, worn by anybody. Like I thought, like even when you compare it to the original, it just seems like it's like if you told me it was the same dress, I'd believe you. Like even like where all the poppies were mm-hmm. and like the, you know, the fact that it went like red, yellow, white, yellow, red, whatever, like whatever way they were laid out, it was almost identical. It looked, it fit her like a glove. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good. And she brought a prop, which I love. She brought out a, a glittery microphone and the, it was just, perfect it was like she absolutely like nailed each one of them no look i I think in the got mick versus yushka queen yushka queen era of like this is made really well but i no, this is not as good as the sleeping bag dress but like i think this is made really well but i don't think as a full look it tells me a lot i 100 agree with you it's like clearly she can sew but i i, I don't under, necessarily understand what this is like going for yeah well like it could be in a Gwen Stefani music video but like you'd need to have a really like you need to be someone kind of kooky like Gwen Stefani to pull it off it's a very pop star again very like I'm on tour yeah next up was Nymphia Wind the winner of the challenge she is dressed as little boy blue who again I'd heard of but I didn't know what the nursery rhyme was little boy blue come blow your horn the sheep's in the meadow the cows in the corn but where the boy but where's the boy who looks after the sheep he's under the haystack fast asleep will you wake him no not i for if i do he's sure to cry so i guess he's like the male version of little bo peep um the i mean god this is stuff to describe as well little boy blue look is a there's this like feathery hat um then this kind of like i guess like french Les Mis style kind of overcoat with lots of bows on it and then kind of like three quarter length trousers again with bows at the end very very French I feel with these kind of like is there bows on the shoes as well it's really ornate and textured and um, ombre and looks amazing then she's giving Angelo Angelina Jolie's wedding dress um, which I don't love but I like the story of it but with if Angelina had got her kids to draw on the back of the dress she's got like her drag kids to draw on the back of it and it was like a a nod to her family in taiwan which i thought was a really nice message and then this look that she made herself was amazing so she's like kind of made a hat out of a blazer bursting out of the hat in all these different directions she's wired up all these ties then there's kind of like a crop like beige is it shirt material top part bolero it's just insane a long billowing leather cape with thigh high yellow banana yellow she's a banana queen latex boots and then this kind of just like bodice of like really well positioned sculpted ties it's gorgeous she killed it like she's so good she's such a good drag queen 100% and the way she did all this and normally the narrative around the winner is like oh I was you know, full on Alexis Michelle. I was up stoning this these turquoise stones to my bodice till I went blind. Mm-hmm. Where she was like, "Oh no, I can just kiki and have a bit of fun and then turn this out." I know how long it will take <sighs> for sure. And I agree with you. I did the the wedding 
dress idea would not have been like my first thought. But now that you've mentioned the copyright thing, I'm like, it makes sense. Because if like if I'm thinking Angelina Jolie, like you're obviously going to either go like full Tomb Raider or like there's just so many things you would think of. Maleficent. Maleficent yeah. yeah, it would be all things that you probably couldn't do. Overall, that was the worst, but I still think three really, really strong ones. Yeah. And she deserved the win. Okay, Sophia Cristal was Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater, had a wife but couldn't keep her. He put her in a pumpkin shell and there he kept her very well. Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater had another and didn't love her. Peter learned to read a spell and spell and then he loved her very well. Okay. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> Do you want to describe these three looks uh, from Sephira? So the first one is she had a designer make her a big ass pumpkin gown and can't i mean there's no denying what nursery rhymes she got it's she made it very she's wearing a pumpkin she's literally a pumpkin and it's gorgeous it's like very well made it looks like it might be velvet and then um the what's the part of the pumpkin that you hold like what do you call that the like the stock? stock or the stem or whatever you want to call it that part of it is her bodice which i think is really cool and then her kind of like also incorporates into that it's like up in the air and then her next look um she went with eve and the queen of all mothers <laughs> um, <laughs> and i think that this is stunning she's wearing this like floor length glittery sheer it almost looks like um like sexy bathing suit cover-up moment and then underneath she had well she also has like these glittery uh leaves covering her bits and it's just really good it's giving body in the best way and i think it hits the light really well yeah and what again we love a prop so what she has in her hand is basically the skeleton of the snake yeah who like tempted eve to eat the apple but the apple is in the snake's mouth like there's some really fun details yeah like that stuff makes it for me and then her the look that she made <laughs> it's um okay so she's from head to toe wearing this like plaid almost like burberry bodysuit skin tight and then over it she has this overall dress that has a big billowy skirt and a necktie that has pins on it it's like if chucky did drag like, I just don't understand. If I'll raise you Chucky to it's a drag queen minion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Or like Rugrats or something. Like, it seems like she had something in mind, obviously. Um, it- I, I kind of like it, though. I mean, she's wearing those really small breastplate thing, which kind of look throws off the shape of her mm-hmm. body. Like, it definitely does look fake. Like the plaid is very share from Clueless, which I kind of like, and obviously the the that ye- the yellow and the denim does go well. But it's I don't mind. I can see how well it's constructed. It does feel like not necessarily in brand with what I've learned of Safira so far. Yeah, it's well made though. Yeah, it is well made. With the Eve look though, I would have I don't know if if this would have read, but if there was some way that you could do a version of biblical Eve. And Eve the rapper. Oh my god, that would be so funny. That's so funny. I don't would she need like a tambourine or something? If there was just some way that you could do both would be It's so like Eve, but she has a short bob cut with a little pink in it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. 
<laughs> that's that's what we want. When, in season seventeen, bring it on. We want we want both Eves combined. <laughs> I'm ready for an Eve reference on Drag Race, sure. Yes, come on, come on. Okay, next up is Plain Jane. She gave us the nursery rhyme, Pussycat by the Fire. Again, fucking obscure one. Pussycat sits by the fire. How can she fare? In walks little dog. Says, Pussy, are you there? How do you do, Mistress Pussy? Mistress Pussy replies, How do you do? I thank you kindly, little dog. I fare as well as you. I mean, honestly, delusion. (laughs) These... (laughs) Uh... (laughs) As the pussy on a fire look, she just basically wears a shimmering navy blue and purple gown with a grey scarf and some pussy, some cat makeup. It, it isn't really. And where's the fire? Yeah. It's, I feel it's kind of bare minimum. I love the reference of Octomum for the mother category. Uh, and it's excuse for her not to have to do glamour. And it's kind of a bit sick as well that she kind of has all the babies as a scarf. But like, that's kind of her sense of humour. So I thought that was kind of fun. But then the look she makes herself is... Uh, is that like... Is that velvet that she's wearing? She's kind of just cut out bits of velvet. There's like a, there's like a belt. There's an asymmetrical little mini skirt. And then there's like sleeves and a bra. And there's like the lapel of a shirt, of a jacket without any other jacket. And then just like a big back combed blonde wig, big earrings and, and a necklace. This is like, I feel it's like an unintentional kind of trailer trash kind of look. And, like, you know, the the tights don't match the, the, the chest. This was bad. I don't know if you've ever seen Showgirls, but it looked like an attempt at like a Naomi Malone kind of vibe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. But it didn't really translate uh, yeah and like the first like you said like pussycat on pussycat by the fire what a missed opportunity for any of the reference to the the nursery rhyme aside from her just like having cat ears it looks like she just like had that dress and was like i'll put a fur on it and we've seen so many cat-inspired looks over the year. There was a cat runway in All Stars 4. We've had Pink Panther. We've had loads. You know, it's hard to do something new. But even if she got out and she walked like a cat or licked, like, licked her leg, like any of those sort of mannerisms of the cat I might agree. have elevated this. I agree. She made me laugh really hard when she, during the Octomom look when she said, um, she turned around and she was like, I'm showing the judges my childbearing hips. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the thing was funny. And when it got to the um, immunity thing and they were like, plain Jane, are you going to use yours? I was like, oh, I'm assuming she's going to use this. And she's like, no, I'm good. I'm like, really? I know. I know. <laughs> really? Hey, girl. Two more to go. Tsunami Muse gives us, I mean... The queen of all nursery rhymes, Humpty Dumpty, in this uh, big sort of egg uh, look with, in, a, in a black dress that revealed into a kind of fried egg, kind of latex, squiggly dress and headpiece. Then she does her drag mother, Candy Muse, in a throwback to her season 13 entrance look in this really, really nice kind of denim inspired um, dress with a kind of diamond necklace and denim boots and of course the candy muse ghetto blaster and then the look she made herself is basically a denim corset with a red plaid pencil skirt and 
one shoulder puff thing and the big argyle socks this is like two looks kind of just merged together oh she has a little collar and a little tie as well it was that was very safe but i enjoyed the first two i really liked her whole night i was into it i really loved the humpty dumpty thing i thought it was like my favorite kind of drag is like stupid but also like like serious and I love that it was like so dumb, but also executed so well and so pretty. And I thought it looked like a Moschino dress. Like it looked like it was like, it looked like a Met Gala moment. Like Kate Perry would yeah. bring that fried egg thing to the Met Gala like tomorrow. I just thought it was very well executed. Um, I love the reference for Candy and like the boom box and stuff was great. I just thought she did a great job. Like it made me really excited for her future looks. Mm. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, what the, what I might have liked, so do you know it never says that um, Humpty Dumpty is an egg in the nursery rhyme? Mm-hmm. People, apparently I read that it was actually originally a canon and that's why there's all the king's soldiers and all the king's men. So it could have been fun to have like a reveal into like a canon or something like that. Oh my God, I never knew that. I never thought about the fact that they don't say that he's an egg. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and finally do you want to describe this one from Plasma she is uh, she's Tweedledum and Tweedledee um, even though Drag Race call it Tweedle sorry Tweedledee and Tweedledum oh yeah sorry uh, um, and I I only know Tweedledum and Tweedledee from Ask One but apparently they also have their own nursery rhyme so Tweedledum and Tweedledee agreed to have a battle for Tweedledum said Tweedledee had spoiled his nice new rattle just then flew down a monstrous crow as black as a tar barrel which frightened both the heroes so they quite forgot their quarrel I didn't know that it was a nursery rhyme. I just thought it was a read. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I've been calling people Tweedledum and Tweedledee all these years and didn't even know where it stemmed from. Uh, so you describe these three? <laughs> the first look is this kind of like, I don't even know how you really would describe this, but it's like, it's her wearing this plaid sort of like, I would say maybe like 60s or 50s inspired, like, blazer with like a little lapel uh collar and a little hat but then there's like a a second version of her wearing the exact same thing attached to the bottom of her body it's like a little sewn on the head is making me laugh so hard that it's like winking or something um but it's got little legs and and arms and it's like is she supposed to be stacked on top of herself yeah, she's supposed to be both the twins on top of each other. Is supposed to be the idea. So it's like she's the upper twin, and the legs are the upper twin's legs, and then the head is the bottom twin's head, and her legs are the bottom twin's legs. But the proportions don't really work because the bottom twin basically has like a, a torso the same height as its head, <laughs> and then like really long legs. <laughs> it's very silly. And then her neck. Have you le- seen like the Halloween costumes, which is like, it's kind of like that where like your upper body is your upper body but then you've got fake legs and then it's basically like you're on the back of a dinosaur have you seen them like that's kind of the same idea i think and the legs just kind of like kick around it's really funny it just like um her next look is inspired by anne boleyn and it's like this it's really really beautiful it's big huge like bright yellow very like ornate what would you even call that? Um, 
is it like a mustard velvet and then and then there's like a sort of gold floral shiny inlay in the sleeves and the dress yeah it's really really cool did it reveal anything did she do a reveal or was it just that? not that we saw it was very quick um i don't think so she did like so i think Amelin was one of the wives who got beheaded so she did a kind of like a finger across the neck mm. thing but that was oh yeah she did one of one of those one of those yeah <laughs> um and then her final look is this sort of like like old hollywood inspired like slit up to the vagina gown i can't really tell what it's made of though it looks like it might be it looks like two different fabrics yeah um, i couldn't tell either maybe a velvet but uh, i don't know it's it's like nothing special like it's just a black off the shoulder gown with a slit i could really feel the rationale was like if i can just make something that's asymmetrical with a slit i'll be fine mm-hmm. and that's what she did exactly she went for really safe so the queens rated each other in the rate of queen um what are we calling it interface and uh they chose nymphia q and safira as the top geneva hershey and maya as the bottom if you were to rate the top and bottom who which three would you put in the top which three would you put in the bottom okay my top would be i would have to of course go dawn um i'll say It would be Dawn, Q, and probably Nymphia. Yeah, I agree. They're my top three as well. I think they were the three strongest. Definitely in terms of the looks that they made themselves. If we give them more points, I definitely think they deserve to be the top three. Uh, Bottom three? My bottom three would have been probably Geneva. I'd say Hershey. And for me, probably... Megami, just because I, I just, you know, yeah. What about you? I would, I would do Megami, Hershey, <laughs> and Plain Jane. Okay, okay, okay. In the bottom, I definitely Maya didn't deserve to be there, and then Geneva, I think, was definitely low, but Plain Jane, I think, slightly pipped her. Yeah. Um. In the in the critiques, uh, Rue asks Maya, "Why did you choose?" Um, Mary's Canary and it's like oh because she's like me she's really like loud and boisterous and Rue goes uh, <clears throat> I'm getting a timid feeling and Maya just goes no no like girl <laughs> you're you're truly defining timid at this moment and Rue, Rue goes okay uh, <laughs> this was your chance to say something kooky or like I don't know give us a catchphrase and you just go I know my worst fear would be Rue dismissing me like that because you really know like Rue truly does not like see it for you if she just yeah. you in that way and that's like the worst that's the kiss of death yeah <laughs> 100%. Nymphia wins. I think we're both okay with that. I think that was a fair fair decision. Uh, so that leaves uh, Geneva versus Hershey to lip sync their li- for their lives to Maybe You're the Problem by Ava Max with... I mean, I, I like this song. It's very catchy. It is a gay club anthem. But the short fuse like a tampon line always jars when I hear it. makes you jolt a little bit Um, I mean I don't know much about tampons I thought they were supposed to have long things (laughs) so you could pull them out I don't know 
not my territory to talk about. <laughs> Who did you think won this lip sync? Uh, honestly, I thought it was kind of even. I just thought it was like kind of a no, like, you know, there's those lip syncs where you're like, I'll never remember this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know if I could pick a winner. It was just kind of like, eh. like, I just remember like shrugging my shoulders after like, all right. Like, um, <laughs> in the pit stop, Trixie asks BB, oh, um, you know, Geneva won the lip sync. Do you think that's, you know, do you think that was the right outcome? And BB goes, well, somebody had to win. Yeah, somebody <laughs> to choose somebody i mean i guess it was just like really kind of a non-factor non it was a non-event yeah i think they were pretty even but they, neither of them were, were really well and i think yeah. it was it's hard to really sell the lip sync when you're in when you're in your work clothes in right. the case of um hershey so hershey gets the boot sad to see her go probably not the wrong person to go but i think um yeah, I think we said to see you go. Next week is the Ordior Improv Challenge. Who are you backing for that? For the improv? Um, I think that, like, there's a chance that Amanda may be able... A mandatory meeting. I feel weird saying her as not in full. But I feel like there's a chance that she could, like, use all of... Like, we might be able to finally see, like, what she's good at. Because she's so funny, so quick. Like, and I didn't she say she's an actor? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what she does. What about you? Yeah, I think Dawn could pull it out mm-hmm. for us. Um, the mini challenge in episode two was, I felt, a better showcase for some of the Queen's improv skills. I think Plasma could do really well at oh. this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to be an interesting... Some of the Queens who didn't shine this week could get a chance to shine, which would be a nice way to balance it out. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, that's it for this week thank you so much for listening uh troy you are on troy gene spears on instagram yes who are you talking about in beyond the blinds this week um we are doing oprah so we're doing two parts the first part um came out uh yesterday and then the second part comes out next week and it's gonna be (sighs) it's gonna be something i'm nervous i'm scared for my life if i'm being honest Okay, well, look forward to that. Other than that, we'll be back uh, next week. Have a lovely week, and I shall see you. Love you. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. If you don't have sound quality, get the fuck out of here and make sure you listen to City That Pod.